Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the Bloody Bizarre podcast. I didn't mind that one. My name's Emma. I'm Sarah. This is the Bloody Bizarre podcast. We talk about all kinds of weird stuff, um, lots of true crime, mm-hmm. apparently for me, lots of cryptozoological stuff yeah. lately. Yeah. But um, as I've said to you, I'm done with that now. Yeah. Done with the cryptids. Okay. Also, I forgot to tell you, I ordered you some cryptid fridge stickers. Oh, cool. So okay. I've got you a Mothman one. Hell yeah. And I think I got you a Yowie one. Where from, Etsy? Redbubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like a dollar, so. <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait. It's a worthwhile way to spend my money with all of the interest rate hikes. <laughs> <laughs> what did I buy recently? It was like so ridiculous. I bought a new lighter, which I've got so many around the house. I don't smoke cigarettes. So. <laughs> Um, it was some bullshit. Th- oh, that's right. Um, uh, uh some new wood carving knives. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good at wood carving. Like, I also bought some Wellingtons recently for me and Abby, matching ones. That's that's money well spent. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. it's winter. I yeah. want to like take her up to splash in puddles and go yeah. in the bush. Yeah, they're like mustard ones. Oh yeah. Um, they're really really cute. Brace yourself for that Instagram photo at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for dialing in mm-hmm. on your radios. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We um, we do. We are well aware that this podcast is a lot shittier than other podcasts that are out there. <laughs> Many that exist. Yeah, because we are big podcast fans. So yeah. we listen to the good ones and then yeah. we... And then we churn out this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we have the audacity... <laughs> <laughs> to be on the same platform as good ones and expect people to listen to this. That's the the program we used to record is called Audacity and it's like oh, it is too. it's like every time I log into it I'm like yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well uh, if there's nothing to talk about at the top, do you want to dive right in? Yeah, yeah, my one it is actually fairly long. Like it's one that I didn't think would be that long and then I just there was Kept just going. crazy fact after crazy fact. All right. So I'll tell you my sources first. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing first. Okay. So today I'm going to tell you about somebody who is often called Britain's most violent prisoner. His name is Charles Bronson. Famously, though, he's never actually killed anyone. Hmm. So my sources are Wikipedia, of course, BBC.co.uk, the movie Bronson, which starred Tom Hardy. Birdman Opens His Mind, the Charles Bronson Book of Poems, thefreelibrary.com, Mad, Bad and Dangerous, which was um, an extract from Charles's autobiography. Do you think Tom Hardy's hot? Yes. Do you? There's something about him that I do not like. Um, You see his dick in this movie. Okay, so I'm I'm not really sure. I told you before, I, I wasn't really sure how to categorize this story because it is true crime, yep. but it's not like murdery like we usually talk about. Oh, I, I also just want to mention, I'm researching a story at the moment that is so fucked up. I don't um, like, I'm not squeamish at all about murdering stuff, mm. but I'm wondering if I should leave some stuff out because it's so bad. Really? Yeah. What one are you doing? Can you tell me? No. Is it the next one? Maybe. So tell me at the end. Maybe. But maybe I won't have finished it. And then I'll just pivot and do something quick. I have so many half-written stories. Very ADHD of you. Well, obviously. (laughs) All right. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. So Charles Bronson, also known as Charles Salvador, also known as Charles Ali Ahmed, also known as Mickey, also known as Michael Gordon Peterson, 
was born. Of like, those names, which one would you like the best? Well, he, oh, Charles Salvador. Mm. Like, actually, no, Mickey. Yeah, I was going to say Mickey. Mickey, just, obviously. Yeah. It's just like. So he was, he was actually, he was born Michael Gordon Peterson. Okay. So he was born in Luton in the UK on the 6th of December, 1952. Name-wise, I think all the way through my research, I've mainly just called him Charles. Yeah. Because that's, he, he was um, born Michael and then like through his teen years, he got called Mickey and then he changed, then he changed to Charles and then it's different iterations of Charles. So. Yeah. Okay. As a kid, Charles, or Michael, he was Michael then, was actually pretty well behaved. His family were quite well-to-do and his parents and teachers didn't have any reason to be concerned about him. And he was even described as a kind and gentle child. His aunt, who was also the mayor of Luton for a spell, has said, As a boy, he was a lovely lad. He was obviously bright and always good with children. He was gentle and mild-mannered, never a bully. He would defend the weak. That seemed to change when his family moved to Cheshire when Charles was a teenager. You said that like someone that doesn't know how to pronounce Cheshire. Cheshire. It's Cheshire. Cheshire. It's just Cheshire. It's not Cheshire. Ch sounds uh, hard. Cheshire is hard. Cheshire. Cheshire. Cheshire cat. Uh, So at 13, he joined a gang who would go around stealing and they did get caught and charged, but they weren't sent to juvie or anything. It was sort of like a slap on the wrist. He started fighting with other kids and skipping school. When he finished school, he returned to Luton and got a job at Tesco's, but was fired after only two weeks for attacking his manager. (laughs) This became a pattern for Charles and he cycled through a number of jobs that he wasn't able to keep due to his temper. Um. Um, But as you'll come to know, he didn't... He hasn't worked that long on the outside because he's spent most of his time in prison. Okay. His first serious brush with the law, not including the stealing stuff as a teen, um, was so he'd had a fight with his girlfriend's dad and he was so angry that he went outside and just started smashing up strangers' cars on the street. He was remanded in custody at Risley Prison for criminal damage but was ultimately fined and given probation. Imagine if that was your boyfriend. How fucking embarrassing. Embarrassing, I know. Oh. I know. Fighting with especially our dad. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, but our dad would never, like, get into a fight like no, that. No, but, but imagine like, mm, if, like, if your boyfriend was, like, a, a, a maniac, a yeah, and, like, started a fight with our dad. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, how embarrassing. I know. Yeah. <sighs> Following this, he got a job as a removalist, but was still regularly getting into scraps on his nights out. He said he's quoted as saying something like, I love a rumble, what man doesn't, or something like that. Scraps is a very funny way to put it. <laughs> is that an Australianism? Or no, is that an Englishism? Uh, I don't or is know. Is that just a, a word that I everyone think it's uses? an ism. He got himself he got himself into trouble again after he crashed a stolen truck or a lorry if you're English. That was in, in all the sources it said a lorry. lorry. Yeah. Luckily the person in the other car was okay. So he you know the it wasn't that serious a charge. So he didn't get a particularly severe sentence. Uh I don't think he even went to jail for that. He continued committing petty crimes until he was 19. So all of this stuff happened before he was even, like, Mm. he was still a teenager. Yeah. At 19, he took part in a smash and grab robbery. He was charged for this, but given a suspended sentence. A lot of chances, this man. To start with, yes. He met his wife, Kelsey, in 1971. Kelsey has done a few interviews because this man is quite famous. I know you haven't heard of him, but he... I have heard of him. Yeah, I, th- I think... You, if I'll show you a photo at the end. You'll know who he is. Yeah. Is he a big fat man? Uh, he is... Big fat person? He's 
bigger now because he's like nearly 70 now. Okay. Um, he wasn't at the time. Okay. He was very, very fit. I think I'm thinking of Robert Maudsley then. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ma- Maudsley is I associated him. with him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This guy, he's got the glasses, the little. Can beard. I look at a photo of him now? Yeah. Just, yeah, to give you context. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, hang you on. get it on your phone. Oh, I don't. You haven't seen him before? Oh, actually, yeah, I have yeah. seen him before, but just um, he's very scary looking with those glasses. The glasses, it's kind of sad. He said that the reason he wears the glasses is because he has spent so long in solitary that his eyes are a bit fucked and any kind of like light for too long gives him really bad headaches. So he has to wear these dark glasses. Okay. All right. Sorry. Keep going. So, yeah. So he married Kelsey. Kelsey has said about Charles. He was so different from any other boys I knew. He always wore tailored suits, had perfectly groomed sideburns and a Cockney accent. The pair married and had a son. They divorced five years later while Charles was incarcerated because in 1974, at the age of 22, he was in hot water again. Charles was convicted of armed robbery and sentenced to seven years in Walton Jail. Shortly after entering prison, he attacked two prisoners, apparently without provocation, and was put in solitary. He was transferred to Hull soon after, where he got in more trouble. Was that Hull coming down the motorway? I think that every time I see <laughs> Hull mentioned. <laughs> oh, I travel, boy. I travel. <laughs> I travel. <laughs> I'm yeah, repping in the day. <laughs> That's uh, the office. If, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the British office. So, yeah, while he was at Hull, he uh, apparently refused to do the prison work that he was assigned. Yeah, fuck um, that. If that, I get locked up and they're like, you've got to, you've got to still work, I'm like, get fucked. You that, can, that's pretty much exactly yeah. what happened. He was like, fuck off. Yeah. And then they came in and he, you know, he's a hothead. He started yeah. fighting with them. So he smashed up the workshop and yep. they injected him with a sedative and sent him to solitary again. Six months were also added to his sentence as a result of this incident. Interestingly, the sedative they injected him with made him quite sick. So he kind of got triple punished for this because he got six months added to his sentence. He got put in solitary and he got super sick. Okay, but he did bring it on himself, not to victim blame. He did. Yeah, he did smash up the. Yeah, he needed to be sedated if he was gone mental. It didn't teach him, though, because he continued to be placed in and out of solitary for being combative and fighting. Yeah, so he's asking for it. <laughs> Nine months were added to his sentence after attacking a fellow inmate with a glass jar. And over the following years, he was transferred to a bunch of different prisons around the UK. I, I mean, like, so many. I've got a few written down. Armley, Wakefield, Packhurst, Walton, to name a few. But he Is Wakefield the monster mansion? Yeah. Yeah. But he's been everywhere. He's been everywhere, man. He has. It's like, I, I don't know how many prisons there are in the UK. but Is that just because he goes somewhere, he fights, he gets transferred? That yeah, kind of he, thing? he does something yeah. fucked up enough that they're like, get him out of here. Huh. Okay. Um, he continued to fight other prisoners and guards, but he was also beat up by the guards more than once. So just keep that in mind as well. While in Wandsworth Prison, he attempted to poison the guy in the cell next to him. I'm not sure why. I did look it up. I tried to find out. But something to note about this guy is he he has a very clear idea of... Good and bad? Yes. Yeah. So, particularly, he hates anyone who hurts children or has hurt children. So, if there's a pedophile, he's like he's not, not about to, to be nice to them in any kind of way. Is there any indication that he was abused as a child? No, I didn't read that. Um, however, it is interesting that he was 
a nice gentle kid and then something snapped in him i don't know maybe mm. but there's there's no indication of that he's never said that so i don't yeah. want to speculate in 1976 he was sent to packhurst prison where he met and befriended the cray twins describing them as the best two guys i've ever met don't know who they are the cray twins yeah you know the song that shit cray oh yeah they're talking about the cray twins the cray twins are like gangsters very famous gangsters i sh- i thought the song that shit cray meant that That shit's crazy crazy. yeah i think that's what most people think they're actually referring to the cray twins you should read up on the cray twins maybe you should just tell me about them one day okay tell me and the people because i bet there's a lot of people that are going i didn't know who the cray twins were really i thought everyone (laughs) knew about the cray twins Mm -mm. they're very famous anyway i thought that was crazy that he just like was like mates with the cray twins that shit cray that shit cray. Uh, ultimately, he was transferred again, though, after he threatened to kill one of the guards. He was put in solitary again. See, hang on. He was transferred because he threatened to kill a guard. Mm. I would think that happens on a daily basis. Yeah, I think what would probably happen is he maybe there was a particular guard that he, that he developed some real dislike for and was like, I'm going to kill him and was saying it to him, to everyone around him. But then wouldn't, wouldn't he just be transferred to a different wing? No, I think if it, if it was a serious enough threat, they would take it seriously. Like, I'm sure every day there's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. But I think yeah. it's a bit different if... I mean, it'd I be, just find it hard to believe that that shit isn't going on constantly at maximum security prisons. I reckon it would be like my work where all the time we have people being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to hunt you down. But if somebody is like really seriously, like specific threats. Yes. Yeah. yeah like I, I'm going to find out where you live and that sort of stuff. Then, yeah, then it gets transferred. So he was put in solitary again after they caught him trying to dig his way out of his cell. And once he was out, once he was like out of solitary in after Gen that. Pop. He found the guy who snitched on him yep. and, um, you know, beat the shit out of him. Um, and he fucked him up pretty badly. He apparently had this scarred for life. He was then transferred to a psychiatric facility where he attacked another inmate with a glass jar and received another GBH charge. Grievous for- bodily harm. Yeah. Do, do you know why he was transferred to the psychiatric facility? Yeah. So he he's never actually... I've, I go on to talk about it a little bit later. Okay, that's fine. You can We can talk about it then. So following this, he attempted suicide and... He was then transferred to the infamous Broadmoor facility. Charles's descriptions of his time at Broadmoor sound horrific. Yeah. So for those who don't know, are you going to talk about Broadmoor? Yeah. So Broadmoor is a, it's like a psychiatric facility for prisoners in the UK. UK. And I think it's closed now, right? I thought it was still open. Is it? I thought it was closed and it's like haunted. No, I thought Broadmoor was still open. Hang on. Let me see. Broadmoor. Broadmoor hospital. Still open. Psychiatric hospital in Crowthorne, England. Wow. Or Crowthorn, whatever it is. I thought that it was shut. Mm. High Security Psychiatric Hospital. Yeah. yeah. So Charles was obviously at this time suicidal and had mental health issues, but he wasn't insane. And the people that were there, a lot of them, most of them were insane. So he he wasn't insane. He was never, you know, declared insane or anything. His fellow inmates, on the other hand, I'll read you what Charles has said about them because he's talked about this. Okay. I witnessed them running into walls, using their heads as rams. I've seen them fall unconscious doing this. They stabbed themselves with pens, needles, scissors. One even blinded himself in one eye, and another one tore out his own testicle. There was one that just kept trying to eat himself, biting his arms, legs, and feet. He said um, that he also, like, a lot of the the people in there, he felt really sorry for them. So he said there was one guy who used to... um, wake up in the morning, cover himself in, in his own shit, and that him and other inmates would go and clean him up. Before. Oh, my gosh. And he said stuff like there was this one guy who um, 
was just like completely loopy. And he said, he used to always try and fight me, but I never retaliated because I felt so sad for him. He said something like, I've never felt so sad for another human before. Mm. Like it was a bad time for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so while in there. Sounds like a fucking holiday. While in there, he tried to kill pedophile John White, but was unfortunately interrupted and John White survived. You're such a proponent of vigilante justice. It's very funny. When it comes to pedophiles, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. This John White guy raped and killed like a nine-year-old girl. Yeah. And look, I have no problem with vigilante justice. I just think it is a slippery slope. Yeah. Well, basically of this since Charles was he talked about this incident in his autobiography he's never killed anyone before right he gets into scraps all the time as I've said (laughs) but he said that this John White guy he knew what he'd done and he said so I I was like I'm gonna kill him and so he said that he was sitting behind him in the day room and he got the tie off his thing and he just really quietly went up behind him and started choking him and he said it was silent there was no noise he said some of the other inmates saw and were watching And he got to the point where this guy, like, he killed him, Mm. but he got interrupted right at the last minute. The staff ran in and stopped him. And so they managed to get this guy's heart going again and he was Mm. okay. So he was so close. And Charles has said of this incident, he said lots of things, but he said on them, like, getting his heart going again, he said, if that guy gets out and kills another kid, you know who to blame. Mm. (laughs) Well, no. You can't blame the staff. The staff. For his actions. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. He, so he's also said this. When I get bad heads, I'm unsafe. I'm unstable. But I know I'm not a psychopath. I've lived with psychos. I'm different. I do have a conscience. I do feel guilt. But I will never ask for forgiveness for attempting to kill that pedophile, White. I've never harmed women or children. And I despise any man who does. So... This is also pretty wild. It probably won't be to you because you don't know who the Cray Twins are. But knowing that his mental health was suffering in Broadmoor, the Cray Twins organised for boxer Terry Downs, someone Charles was a huge fan of, to visit him in prison. He loved it and it did raise his spirits. He said it was like a, a turning point. That's sweet. Yeah. But it also led to him, so as his spirits raised, it led to him staging a huge protest on the roof of Broadmoor. So he was like, (laughs) um, it raised. He's gone too far now. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So um, this happened again, not long after he managed to get up onto the roof and he caused 250,000 pounds worth of damage during his three day protest. He said he was up there just like pulling slates off and chucking them out. Eventually it was his family who were able to talk him down. Charles began to tap into his artistic side in prison and eventually received numerous awards for his poems and cartoons. I've got one of his poems here if you'd like to hear it. Yeah. It's called Mr. Nobody. Knocking, knocking in my head. Not a word is ever said. All that noise in my space. Around your neck, an old bootlace. Knock, knock all the time. Go away. I'm feeling fine. Can't you see what I am? You can call me son of Sam. Feel the horns upon my head. Cross me once and you'll be dead. See the sixes on my chest. Now I lay my case to rest. At the bottom of this poem, he wrote, Dedicated to the Pratt who shot John Lennon, I hope you rot in hell, you dog. You give madmen a bad name. I never put your name as your best forgotten. You was a nobody and you still are a nobody. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Also, like, did he win an award for that? No, he didn't okay. win an award for that one. Okay. <laughs> um, I just found, like, one of the shortest ones yeah, okay. that I could. Charles ended up staging a third protest, wanting to be transferred to a different facility. He basically wanted out of Broadmoor. He did not want to be in Broadmoor. And he 
has said that he even started thinking I'm going to have to do something so bad that they need to put me back into a max security prison because he didn't want to be in Broadmoor. Mm. Um, so his family were again able to reason with him and Charles instead began a hunger strike, which lasted for 18 days, which is quite a long time. That's over two weeks of not eating. How long did Homer Simpson survive in his <laughs> was it like 43 strike? days or something, something like that? <laughs> Against, uh, Dancing away my hunger pain, <laughs> moving my feet so my stomach won't hurt. Did Charles Brunson try that song? I don't think so. It was after his time. Okay. I have sung that song before when I've been hungry. Yeah. (laughs) So he was eventually granted the transfer and he was sent back to Ashworth Hospital. Okay. He said that his lowest point mentally was when he was in Broadmoor. He was suicidal and he said in his book, basically, back before Broadmoor, he said, if there was somebody that was getting on my nerves, I'd punch him out. And he said, while I was in Broadmoor, my brain started going to, I want to kill them. Like, not just like, I want to punch him i mm. want to kill them it's funny like so he's suicidal he needs to be in psychiatric care and it makes it worse yeah and so then it's it's like a a vicious cycle i guess absolutely and, it, and it's if also had, like there's no easy answer if he had stayed in there i think he just would have deteriorated <laughs> yeah yeah you may be wondering what his diagnosis was mm. he didn't have one so he He's discussed that they they basically said he was crazy because of how violent he was. And he definitely had something going on. He definitely would. I mean, I'll tell you some of the stuff he's done. But Is, is it called explosive anger disorder? I don't know. Or explosive rage disorder or something like that? It sounds like him. Um, I think you've just cracked it. Psychiatrists suggested he could be a psychopath. Oh, it doesn't sound like it. No. Um, they also said he could be schizophrenic, but they never agreed on a diagnosis. Well, he does talk about in that poem knocking in his head. Yeah. He was returned to Rise. But also, I feel like if he was schizophrenic, uh, there'd be more obvious yeah. symptoms and signs. Well, he does some weird stuff later on. Okay. He And he recognises it. He's quite introspective about his... And so that would suggest that it's maybe not that, because it's, you know, usually with schizophrenia, you do lose that um, introspection and that, that self-awareness. Depends. If you're on medication, like... I'm, Is he on medication? I'm, I'm sure they were pumping him full of stuff. Right. He was returned to Risley Prison after he stabbed an inmate with a sauce bottle after they made sexual advances towards him. Stabbed him with a sauce bottle? Yeah, I'm guessing smashed it and... Why was it glass? Sauce bottles? Heaps of sauce bottles are glass. So, hang on. I can't, I can't think of any other sauce bottle than a tomato sauce bottle. Uh, a sweet chilli sauce. That comes in plastic? Sweet chilli sauce is in glass. Um, Worcesty sauce. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> yeah, like HP sauce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, also, I think that, it, like, it's just here. Put it in have. a hospital. Put it in a fucking plastic bottle. Yeah, I know. There's so many plastic ones. Oh. Um, so he continued to be moved from prison to prison, fighting with inmates, punching guards, just being a menace. He even staged a fourth roof- rooftop protest, oh causing my. tens of thousands of dollars damage. Lock and, the roof hatch. And just note that every time he strangles someone or, you know... Yeah, causes a heap of damage. Time is added to his sentence. So he was was released in 1987. He was finally released. But initially it was only a seven-year sentence. (laughs) (laughs) But the craziness doesn't end there. This guy's life is just, like, wild. So he initially stayed with his parents, but... um, When he first got out? Yeah, okay. But after a few days, he trained it to London, bought a water pistol, modified it to look like a real gun, and then made someone drive him to Luton. 
Like, like stuck him up and was like, yeah, but like scared them. You will drive me to, you. yeah, yep. okay, yep. He then began a career in bare knuckle boxing, which is illegal. And this is when he changed his name to Charles Bronson. And it was like his branding as his, it was like his fighting name, but okay. he like started going by that anyway. Things like um, the fact that bare knuckle boxing is illegal. I'm like, <laughs> this is um, part of my personality that is libertarian, mm. where I think like, just let people, if people want to kill themselves in that manner mm. or do something that is so dangerous, let, like I think they should take the warnings off, la- off labels and shit like that. I think it's, I don't think they're doing it for altruistic reasons. I think it's because of money, because of the amount of money that it costs to like the healthcare system and uh, stuff to look after people who fuck themselves up in these stupid ways. Oh, right, right. Oh, that's probably so, the case with like helmets and shit like that. So I've got to tell you something now. So I kind of didn't mind him up until now. Like uh, I, I know he's a criminal, but yeah. like, um, but he did do something really fucked up during this time period that kind of has that changed my view of him. You finally turned. Yeah, so uh, he apparently killed a Rottweiler with his bare hands for $10,000 in an illegal fight. So it was a it was a fighting dog that they were using for like dog fights and they said it they they teamed like it was like a fight between a Rottweiler and a man. Yeah. And he has said of this, it's not something I'm proud of because I love animals, but he got paid for it. So I don't know. I I just I can't reconcile anyone that hurts kids or animals. So it kind of yeah. All the guards that he bashed up, you're absolutely fine. It's with. like as soon as he touches a hair on that dog's back, yeah, he's in your bad books. And like the dog was trying to kill him. But All like right, Bronson <laughs> back in jail. So anyway, in 1988, he robbed a jewelry store, kept one of the engagement rings, and proposed to his girlfriend. <laughs> He was arrested a week later after two, uh, only two and a bit months out of jail. Oh, Charlie. He was eventually sentenced to seven years for armed robbery. (laughs) He pulled his usual bullshit, fighting with other inmates, being transferred and put in solitary. Any more rooftop things? Uh, Not yet. Oh, God. (laughs) I read that he threw water at the governor of one of the jails and was put in solitary for that. And I don't know why that made me laugh, but it's just like of all the violent, crazy things he did that like he threw a glass of water at someone. Yeah. Kind of. It's also funny that, like, the governor was that close, like, to be able to have water thrown oh, he's, on Oh, he's constantly taking... Oh, I'll tell you about it later. He's constantly taking the governor's, um, like, hostage and stuff. What? I guess... <laughs> this guy is a very... He's Charming? V- no. Oh. Violent and a good fighter. He is a good fighter. So... He just, your eyes getting so red. It's so fuck. There's something in it because it's like Frankie hair, obviously. Right? And I think it's all dust up here. Do you want to go and? No, 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 it? no. That's fine. So at one point he was transferred to Durham Prison, actually, hey. uh, and he befriended a family of rats living in his cell. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's quite sweet. ratatouille. He continued to do crazy shit, including running nude through the prison, brandishing a spear he'd made, punching prison officers, and taking the deputy governor hostage. He also started a riot. That's his bread and butter. Yeah. He was also attacked when he was stabbed in the back by two prisoners at Packhurst Prison. Um, He wouldn't talk to police about the incident and eventually recovered. He was released again in 1992. He lasted even less time on the outside this time around and was arrested after 53 days for conspiracy to rob. He was eventually let off with a fine but was charged again for the same thing as well as possession of a sawn-off shotgun. He was remanded in a new prison, Woodhill, where he took a librarian hostage. His demands were a helicopter, a cup of tea, and a blow-up doll. He ended up letting the librarian go after the guy farted in front of him and he was disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you remember when we were uh, in Amsterdam Airport and (laughs) there was like four women in a room sleeping before our next flight? It was like the airport had shut down for the night, but we were sleeping there because... um, There was more than that. There was like six or seven women and I don't know why it was all women, but we'd all found this like little enclave where there were seats and we were all just like sleeping. And then one guy enters. One man enters. We let him into our space. We let him into our safe space. He nestles down and starts napping. And we're like, all right, all right, fine. You're okay. You're yeah. right. And then all of a sudden, what breaks the silence <laughs> but a fart? A huge fart. A huge fart from this man. <laughs> it woke him up. <laughs> I was taking the, the wake shift because Sarah was sleeping. We were doing like on off. And Sarah looked at me and I could not look at her because otherwise I would start laughing. Emma got up and left. And then like two minutes later, the guy left. Yeah. I think he was embarrassed. So he should be. He should have apologized to every woman there. I'm sorry, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I've disgraced myself. I've disgraced my gender. All right. So, yeah, he let let the guy go. So if you're ever in a hostage situation, (laughs) there's a a tip. (laughs) Just fart in their face. Always have one ready. <laughs> so, um, in trial, Charles pled not guilty to the conspiracy to rob, and he told the jury he had the shotgun because he was planning on killing himself. He was still found guilty and given a further eight years. More hijinks ensued. I don't want to minimize the violence he committed by just being like, oh, yeah, he pulled more crazy shit and punched people because I'm sure that he's left a trail of people who have PTSD mm-hmm. and all sorts of issues from him beating them up. Yep. So I don't want to make it make out like what he's done is not serious, but mm-hmm. it's just there are so many incidents that I can't go into all of them. Okay. Um, so he's a, he's a maniac. He is a maniac, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically he attacked prison staff, was sent to solitary, spent 40 days in naked isolation, and he took another deputy governor hostage. He was transferred again and placed in the Hannibal cage that um, used to house Robert Maudsley. So it's like a, a perspex box, right? It's tiny. Yeah. It's tiny. Like they can't they can't move around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also attacked the governor after the governor had told other staff, oh, he's okay with me. <laughs> Which is a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like when people are like, no, no, I'm really good with dogs. And then like a yeah, crazy dog and then they get them. bitten. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why they keep giving this guy rope. I don't think they do. I think they were very, very strict with him. It's just that he was a slippery fellow. Like he was just but, I mean, explosive. <laughs> yeah, but prisons are designed to hold people exactly like that. No, not this guy. That's what I mean. This is why he's been dubbed Britain's most violent prisoner, despite the fact that he's never killed anyone. Yeah, f- fine. But- Listen to this next part. I found this really interesting. And I okay. actually, to be honest, this was on Wikipedia and I couldn't find. Couldn't verify. Verify. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. verify this, but I don't. It's a it's a weird thing anyway. So apparently Charles was allowed to spend time with children with Down syndrome and it seemed to be very positive for him and the kids. But it, I mean, you remember he was always good with kids, but I don't know what this was. Like, was this a program? And if it was a program, what the fuck? Yeah, that, <laughs> that can't be true. Right. I mean, it was the 90s. Violent prisoners with kids with special needs. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that was they said that on Wikipedia. Okay. So um, Charles was then sent back to solitary for being 30 minutes late back to his cell after exercise. So they were keeping him on a tight string, but I, I guess they, they had to. So. 
He was then transferred again after taking a prison doctor hostage and started to really lose it in 1996 while in Belmarsh Prison. An Iraqi hijacker apparently bumped into him and didn't apologise. So in response, Charles took two other Iraqi hijackers hostage along with another inmate. While keeping the men hostage in a cell, he ranted about his father who had passed away while he was in solitary. He sang, he made the hostages call him general and tickle his feet. (laughs) He wanted a plane to take him to Libya, a submachine gun with 5,000 rounds of ammo and an axe. He eventually let one of the inmates go, but kept the Iraqi hostages. He continued acting strangely, apparently hitting one of the men with a metal tray, then feeling bad about it and insisting the man hit him back four times so they were even. He was chanting, we want ice cream, and self-harmed with a razor before letting the hostages go and returning to solitary. This incident added five years to his sentence. Yeah. He continued taking people hostage and in 1999 took an education worker hostage after he critiqued one of his cartoons. This led to him smashing up the place before being shocked and knocked out. I'd love to know what that guy said about his cartoon. Yeah, I know. Like, how bad was it? Was he just like, oh, you should try adding more colour there? Or if he was like, that's shit. That a child could do better. Yeah. Oh, yeah? You think you're odd? For this incident, and I I guess a culmination of the other incidents, Bronson was given a discretionary life sentence. Yep. So in the same year, a special unit was set up in Woodhill Prison specifically for Charles Bronson, Robert Maudsley, and Reginald Wilson. Um, I also don't know if I've written it in here, so I'll just say it now. Charles Bronson hates Robert Maudsley. Yeah, he called him an ungrateful bastard or something. Yeah, he doesn't like him. Okay. Uh, In 2001, Charles married Fatima Sarah Rahman after the two exchanged letters and she started visiting him in prison. Do you know how many Sarahs we've had in this podcast? Well, it's it's spelled differently, but um, also I think Sarah is uh, like a Middle Eastern – well, like can be a Middle Eastern name. Well, anything can be. But like we've had so many – I know, because it's so common. It's such a common name. It's so basic. It's so basic. Add a Louise in there. I mean, <laughs> um, you might want to cut that so that people. Sarah can't Louise. There's yeah. a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles converted to Islam for a hot minute while hey. married to Fatima. At which time he started going by Charles Ali Ahmed. Oh yeah. But he renounced the religion once the two got divorced after four years. Uh-uh. Bronson continued to appeal the life sentence at this time, but all appeals were unsuccessful. In 2002, Charles published a book from prison called Solitary Fitness, in which he claimed he'd done 25 press-ups with two men on his back and squatted with three men on his shoulders. And he's also published, I think there's like 11 books that he's the author of. I love that that is so niche, that book, Solitary Solitary Fitness. It's like, if you find yourself in solitary confinement, here's what you do. Well, he basically has said, like, if you've only got a, like, square, tiny bit of room, here's how you stay fit. Mm. In 2009, a biopic that was loosely based on him starring Tom Hardy was made called Brunson. I watched that last night. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a weird movie. Okay. Wouldn't recommend it? Maybe. It's not bad. It's just – it's one of those movies where um, certain – what they – I don't know if this is – if I'm going to explain this properly, but there'll be a scene that they let sit for – Too long. Too long to make you feel uncomfortable on purpose. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that in it. Okay. 
In 2010, some of Charles's artwork was displayed in the London Underground, although this was controversial as victims' rights groups argued that it was inappropriate for Charles to be able to, quote, engage with the British public in this way. Shortly after, the artwork was removed by an unknown person for unknown reasons. He later ended up auctioning off one of his paintings and using the money to help a child with cerebral palsy. It was also reported that money from the sale of some of his paintings paid for a holiday for his mum, who was angry at him about one of his, like, things that he'd done in prison, taking someone hostage or something. She was pissed off at him, being like, fucking, again, Charles. Yeah, Um, I don't necessarily think that prisoners' artwork should be displayed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're one of the people who he's beat the shit out of and and because of that you can't go to work anymore because you're so scared of whatever. Yeah. And And then you get on the subway and his artwork is there. Exactly. Yeah. In 2013, a petition with over 10,000 signatures was given to then Prime Minister uh, David Cameron requesting Charles's release. Charles included a note with a petition asking that he be able to, quote, live what's left of my life and not be buried in the prison system. In 2014, Charles attacked the governor of Woodhill due to his mail being withheld, including letters from his mum. This was quite a violent attack and left the governor with severe bruising. Bruising. In the same year, that doesn't sound like that serious of an attack. Well, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Again, he didn't kill him. He didn't leave him with lasting yeah, like damage. Se- but imagine somebody being like, you know, two purple eyes and like, yeah, right, but really no, no broken bones. Because I think a lot of the time he'd just like punch someone and then yeah. they'd like restrain him. But this. I guess he really got this guy good. In the same year, Charles Brunson announced that he was changing his name to Charles Salvador. Charles continued to get more and more into his art, and it has continued to be one of the few productive, positive things he's been able to do in prison. I mean, that not to, not according to the education worker. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he said of the name change, Brunson came alive in 1987. He died in 2014. So I, I think he thinks of it as like Brunson is like his fighting era. Yeah, right. And Salvador is like his changed man era. Yeah. In 2017, Charles Brunson became engaged to actress Paula Williamson. She was in Emmerdale and Coronation Street, had minor roles, and they got married in the prison chapel soon after. The she married- has that uh, hybristophilia. The what? That hybristophilia what's that it's those women that are attracted to like violent is that there's a term for it hybristophilia yeah it's like it's when you're attracted to like violent offenders and yeah interesting yeah the marriage didn't last and charles broke it off when paparazzi photos surfaced of some guy motorboating her in 2009 the actress was found dead in her home but police (gasps) did not believe that the death was suspicious i don't know i don't know what happened there was good friends with the Cray twins. Anyway, in 2017, Charles also found out that he had a son he hadn't previously known about uh, with a paternity test confirming this. In 2021, Charles was featured in the song Only Mad Men Crawl by Lost Vegas. I listened to it. It's not bad. Okay. Charles Brunson or Charles Salvador or Michael Peterson, whatever you want to call him. During his time in prison, he's published 11 books, has held 11 people hostage across nine different sieges. Charles describes himself like this, quote, I'm a nice guy, but sometimes I lose all my senses and become nasty. That doesn't make me evil, just confused. And I, I just do, confused, yeah? That's that's kind of how he talks. He's like real like cockney, like hard man. That don't make me violent. That just make me confused, eh? It don't make me violent. No. It don't it don't make me violent. It's not too bad. Sure. We have British I, listeners, so they're going to come for your throat. That was shit. That was um, shit, mate. 
That was fucking shit. <laughs> no, that's 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 a that's not cockney. Anyway, so I I do agree that he's not violent. A lot, unlike a lot. Hang on. No, no, no I. Do, <laughs> I do agree that he's not evil. Okay. <laughs> Unlike a lot of the people that we talk about, mm. I, I think that he's a different category. He yeah, a different not, cat. Yeah, he's not evil. He's violent as shit. Yeah. And obviously he's got mental health stuff going on. He's got issues controlling his rage. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't think he's a great guy, but he's not evil. He also said the following in 2023. Of the 50 years I've been in jail, I probably deserved a good 35 of it because I have been naughty. Not naughty, naughty, but just naughty. That's pretty reductive, uh, Charlie. (laughs) He asked during his most recent parole hearing, quote, give me a chance, a break to prove to you people that I am just a normal geezer wanting to get on with life. He was given multiple fucking chances. Yes. So that's what I mean. At the start, he was given a lot of chances. He was given a lot of rope. And he's also like, he has had time out. Yeah, that's what I mean. And he lasted like... Two months, 50 days, whatever. Like, he was given multiple chances. But he's nearly 70 now. I don't care. So, he was up for parole last month. And it was denied, yeah. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. No. Um, so, I don't yeah, think he should. That's the story of Charles Bronson. I, I just... So, Greg, this was one that Greg tagged me in. He sent me, uh, like, a TikTok or a reel, been like, you should do this on the podcast. And I was like, boring. And then I actually... <laughs> no, but then I actually, like, looked at it and I was like whoa this guy's life is has been wild yeah he used to do stuff like before so if he was doing something um like holding someone hostage or something and he knew that it was going to end in them like like rushing in and like fighting him and stuff um he used to get naked and grease himself up so that when they were trying to like grab him that's funny he could slip out yeah Yeah, that's funny um look is he as bad as some of the men that we've um looked at absolutely not nowhere near as Mm. bad um do i still think he's a bad person yes Mm. yeah do i think he's dangerous absolutely Mm. um does he deserve any kind of fifth sixth seventh chance no Mm. He yeah. should be, he should and he probably will die in prison. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one though, right? Yeah, okay. You sell your money and you donate the money. Sell your paintings and you donate the money to cerebral palsy research. Great. Try and do that without all the yeah all, all the, the crime violence. all the violent yeah. crime. Yeah, like every other person on earth. I other think than, what you know, what he probably needs to do is to like you say it's quite reductive to be like oh it was naughty, was he, naughty. Prob- he probably needs to reflect on the what he's done to those people that he beat up i think he's one of these people who is so used to Fights. fighting he's been beat up so many times it's like, such a non non traumatic event exactly yeah. he's just like oh yeah you get beat up yeah. and then you beat people up it's yeah. no big deal but yeah. he maybe doesn't realize that for a normal person getting beat up is traumatic can be very very traumatic yeah yeah yeah. All right. Well, good one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that that is Charles Bronson or Michael Peterson or Charles. He's Charles Salvador now. That's what he goes as now. Sure, but he hasn't changed his name, has he? Um, he might have. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. We'll um, see you next week. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. Absolutely. Why not? Um, just throw us a bone. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of keeping it on the down low with some people. I've told most of my friends. Yeah. I just it never comes up. You know. Yeah. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.